Old mate. Hello, are you trans? You there? Good mate, how are you? Yeah, going well. Bit of not too much of a delay. That sounds okay. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Well, welcome to the deep dive. This is a bit of a remote deep dive. I, as we said last week, was going to be in the States. So at the moment, I'm in an apartment in San Diego and old mate's in freezing Melbourne. How are you travelling, Mr. Smith? Yes, it's, um, it's a bit after 5am in Melbourne on one of the coldest mornings we've ever had. It's about minus two. And I'm not joking. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> But oh, God. it is good. Uh, I'm still quite warm from the weekend of football just gone. Um, yeah. Lots of high scores, some rubbish games, and some uh, a couple of belters there as well. Yeah, so I, at the moment it's about 26 in San Diego, pretty yeah. high humidity. So it's, it was a bit of a shock to the system when I first got here, but uh, it's, uh, it's nice now and we're just sort of settling in. I caught, so I watched... A bit of the Sydney was, yeah, was really cool. good. Obviously, as you said, there was quite a few, quite a few blowouts, but um, that generally happens in round twenty-three, though. Anyway, really. yeah, this is the case. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah it was good. To so, see, yeah, I mean, we're not going to, we won't do a, a full, a full on the other side of the green, sorry, no, other, other side of the world. Yeah, that's it. I um, fortuitously woke up in in the middle of the night. Well, it was probably. It took a while to sort of. I've only today really kind of adjusted to the, the jet lag. But I woke up at about two thirty local time here, just as the Sydney Hawthorne game was was heating up. And I yep. thought, oh, I might uh, flip that on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I caught the last quarter, which was pretty exciting. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we won't obviously, obviously being on the other side of the world, we're not going to do you know the full review breakdown that we do normally do. But we just thought we'd um, try to do a bit of a call. And I've got pretty decent Wi-Fi here in, in San Diego. And we might try and do one in another couple of days and just go from there. But pretty interesting. I mean, what, what did you think of the Port Essendon game? So power, again, obviously, we'll talk a lot about this when I get back in the reviews. But the big thing for me, I mean, power obviously recruited really heavily and so did Essendon. So it was a pretty... Interesting game from from that perspective. They were the two teams that that really loaded up in the off season. What did you think of that? I mean, power obviously at home. You and I tipped Essendon. We were confident they would win. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I, the same for a lot, a lot of people. It's pretty interesting um, that the AFL somehow sort of scheduled this game for the two clubs that yeah heavily recruited on the in the off season in the in the trade period, and both a lot of people thought mm. that. Um, these teams would be playing finals this year. Neither ended up doing it. And uh, look, pretty disappointing by Port Adelaide again. Uh, I'm not surprised that they lost. Mm. Like, regardless of where they were, I thought Essendon have been playing better football for the last six weeks or so. So no surprises that Essendon got up. Just surprised at how uh, sort of listless the, uh, the Port Adelaide team are. And... Mm. I mean, you can read into it as much as you want about the, the body language post-game, but uh, obviously Pollock's uh, not, not going to be there next year. No, I mean, you and I, so when I get back, we'll do, you know, the full review of all, all the teams and we'll talk about all the list. I mean, it was, a, I, I thought, really an admission of a mistake with, um, with Lindsay Thomas. 
in terms of, you know, did you see they delisted him, Port? You know? Yeah, sorry, mate. Who's that? Lindsay Thomas. Did you see that they delisted oh, him? Oh, no, didn't see that. I, uh, I saw a few uh, delistings from other clubs, but no, no, didn't see the Lindsay one. Yeah, so you wonder why they... Uh, Brought him yeah, over. While, yeah, while they brought him over in the first place. It's, uh, yeah, interesting, but obviously he didn't uh, have much of an impact anyway, so I guess they've got to make some room to make some big adjustments if they want to be playing finals next year. Yeah, did you see that Francis mark? Yeah, so... But, um, yeah, it was a, um interesting game in the sense that uh, Port... I would have thought Port and the coaching staff would have at least tried um, some, some different type of game plan. I had some good players. Yeah. I mean, Westhoff was was good again. He's been sort of one of only a handful of players that have sort of put their hand up week in, week out, along with Pollock. Uh, Essendon, obviously, they just keep going um, the way they're going and uh, building towards next year. So that's pleasing for Bombers fans. But overall, um, yeah. Not, not not disappointing season as well. Yeah, though, disappointing hey. for both. Yeah, they they both played finals last year, both out this year. So they're, they're going to have to look at how they can just consistently turn up week in, week out um, next year because it's going to be. Yeah. You would expect it to be another tight season, if not tighter next year. Did you see that Francis Mark? I don't think you heard me earlier. Did you see, did you see that Mark that he took? He was great all night. West Oz. No, no, Francis. Aaron Francis. Oh, Francis, yeah, yeah. Look, oh, I mean, he, uh, like a lot of people who have been saying it, um, get him in, get him, get him in, and he's obviously proven why there was so much hype yeah. around uh, his capabilities. He's uh, definitely, if he can stay injury-free, he's going to um, be a very handy asset for, for the Dons. And you think what he's shown over the last few weeks, and last, last weekend in particular, um, he... He's going to be hard to, to move out of that that back half. He's pretty much a lock on the on the half back flank now, which gives gives uh, yeah. Essen that uh, flexibility now to move Merritt and McGrath through the midfield. Uh, McGrath in particular through the midfield a lot more now. Um, with the, he becoming a lot fitter and um, more accustomed to the rigors of AFL. Well, with Goddard coming out too, you can see why they're confident in a lot of respects yeah. with Francis being so good Absolutely. that. That that's going to make sense next year. So to have someone like him and uh, Saad coming off the halfback flanks, uh, pretty potent. And then the cats all cats smashed the Gold Coast. Surprise! Were you surprised though that Rewalt? has been very good all year, but we thought Hawkins would get it given he's playing the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, funnily enough, but um, like Jack's Jack's uh, been in ripper form all year. You'd think he gets all Australian. Uh, full forward now that, that he's absolutely sewn the Coleman up and uh, and played a lot, a lot of good football, especially in the second half of the second half of the years. But, the, but along yeah. with Grimes, I think being the the two really rock solid players. I mean, there's been a heap of, heap of others at Richmond. There's just a big, powerful unit. But I think those two in particular have been outstanding for the last sort of six, eight weeks. Yeah, and the dogs put up a fight. Rich, Richmond only just won the 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 game in Victoria. I mean, that, so they won they won every game in the end in Victoria for the whole year. But 
Did you say what? Did you see any of that match? The dogs put up a pretty good yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, the dogs have been pretty good. You and I have uh, mentioned uh, last few weeks, and there's no no uh, surprise that they're what three and four uh, going towards the end of the season, yeah. or four from five. So yeah, pretty good. I, I felt that Richmond really didn't sort of get out of, and this is not putting anything. Uh, down to no. dogs. It's just a, um, where the two teams are. I, I don't think the Tigers got out of fourth gear, to be quite honest. I thought uh, they did just enough to uh, get the win. Um, probably not ideal um, before a finals campaign to switch the brains off. But when you have such a rigorous season, you have so much confidence and in your ability and your teammates, you sort of can almost understand why the yeah. Tigers might have switched their brain off for a little bit. But at the end of the day, they got got the win. That's 21 straight now at the, the G. So they just keep on purring along quite nicely, the old Tigs. Yeah, and the wake-off's going to help as well. I mean, I, I think they probably checked out. I, I agree. But to be honest, I think they're going to gonna be... Pretty good, and the other team that put up a, a bit of a fight too was was Frio. Collingwood only just got over the line uh, over in the west. Yeah, so it would be interesting. Um, I think you missed me there. Did you see the Frio Pies game? Oh, no, I didn't really have um, time to to get a lot of. Uh, the, I watched the games that I thought would have a bit more of an impact on. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, look, it's a close game though. I mean, Pies only does one. It was about Frio's um, effort going into the game. They had to show some muster at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then Adelaide smashed the Blues, which obviously was not a surprise. But yeah, in well, Melbourne, really, to put put that up, wow. Yeah, Carlton got some major soul searching, do don't they? It was pretty embarrassing to say the least. I mean, another hundred point loss. It's it's now statistically one of the worst seasons of all time. Yeah, yeah, they're not just not winning games; they're getting belted way too often. And I think um, they might have to take two steps back to go forward, which doesn't bode well for Bolton's no, future. They've been doing that for years. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah so. I, and nobody has. I, I don't know if anyone has a, a straight answer, except for if they can't get some senior bodies in there over the next two years. I, I think it's going to be an up uphill battle for them. Not because the the young guys won't come on. There'll just be so much outside pressure for the on the board, yeah. on the admin, on the coach that it'll just it'll just make it so difficult for the team to get any uh, continuity together. So. Hopefully they can get one or yeah. two senior players um, down down there over the off season. They desperately need a a, a key um, sort of late twenties, early thirty defender to come and help those kids, just to give them direction. So we'll wait and see. A bit like Zach Tui or Lockie Henderson. Yeah, yeah, those two, those two, uh, that'd, that'd be. Mitch Robinson, there's, there's there's three that'd be pretty handy if they uh, went went back to where they started. Mm. So I mean, they get, get Doherty back, sorry, um, and yeah, that, that'll help a, a bit. But I mean, if they're not trying to get someone like Brendan Goddard on a one year contract, I, I think they're they're nuts. Well, there's been a lot of talk about that that during the week, yeah. and they haven't been. I haven't seen them. Well, they haven't come out and said. 
we're not going to do that. There's been a few clubs that have said, no, look, that's not the pathway we're yeah. going to go down. But I don't know. I, I left in him still. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that is to happen. Yeah, me either. So wait and see. Um, or someone to that ilk anyway, obviously. Um, there's been a, been a few listings out of uh, some of the teams that are not playing in September. So I think Carlton Hall will be, re- be reaching out to a handful of them. Uh, I saw... I'll just I would go for, for sure. Yeah, so I, someone like a Billy Hartung, I think, would be good for them as well. Uh, enough yeah. experience and got some speed. Got plenty of years left in him too. So even if uh, they just didn't give him a one-year initially contract and, and take it from there. So the Hawthorne game, what were your thoughts overall? I mean, we tipped the oh, Hawks. We, we yeah, sort of look, felt it, Sydney it, had run out of a bit of gas. It was, it was a roller coaster. Um, Sydney just looked dominant in the in the first half, and then if it wasn't for um, some of the senior players just bobbing up here and there, kicking goals, then um, we, we Hawks could have been forty odd points in arrears at heart going into the half time. That's uh, how dominant Sydney were, and then um, Big Boy um, in the centre bounces, obviously. Is where it started. He started to really dominate around the ground, uh, and then yeah, key key moments, um, and just chipped away at it. So you know, typical uh, sort of Hawthorne Sydney game as it has been going down to the wire. Yeah, another classic. Uh, it, looked, it was it was a pretty entertaining game in a lot of lot of regards. Also, um, that got, it was a. The entree for what is going to be the main meal of finals. I think it was the type of game that everyone expected to see from two people or two teams that were ready for September again. I mean, the thing about it is the Hawks only won by nine points. I mean, Buddy was a laid out. If he comes in, I mean, he's probably good for a couple of goals. I mean, obviously they thought that now that they've made finals, they, they just had to rest him. But yeah, that it was, look, fascinating game. How, how did you see Strath's game? Um, yeah, look, he didn't have the info. Oh, I don't know. It's hard because he's been so influential the last few rounds. Oh, it wasn't as sort of dominant. I guess he didn't need to play that role. I, I, it was hard to tell really what type of influence he had. I, th- I thought... I thought McAvoy was the most influential of the Hawthorne players, and then the the two little young the um, midfielders in in Warple and and um, Harry Morrison were probably next in line. I thought Sydney did a really good job in curtailing the influence of both Mitchell and um, Isaac Smith again. So yeah, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward blueprint of how to stop Hawthorne or been in a position to really um, strangle Hawthorne's ability to move the ball quickly and, and, and get a score on the board. Having said that, though, that becomes a little bit more challenging if uh, Daniel Howe, uh, James Sisley and Grant Birchall come into that side come finals. I thought Lloyd was yeah. fantastic as well for, for Sydney. Yeah, was, but, I mean, for, for Hawthorne, yeah, he's good, isn't he? But, but I mean, for Hawthorne, I thought... Poppy looked amazing. And, and again, you know, he's been so good all year, but Gunson, I thought, was really impressive as well. Yeah, I, I missed a couple of those names you just cut out, but um, I, I thought 
Um, no, you're right. Was, Gunston and yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was great right towards the end. I thought I, I thought that the game had got past him, um, but he's he he's helps uh, get some vital wins over the last month. Old Poppy, I think for Sydney. Uh, Papley was really, really good. Uh, Kennedy led from the front as he usually does. He, he was brilliant all night. But yeah, definitely uh, Jake Lloyd. He's ha- he's had another f- a fantastic game and a really, really good season. Um, all Australian uh, back pocket for me, uh, Lloydy. I mean, for me, ultimately out of this game, I mean, pretty pretty tough of Hawthorne. I mean, halftime score six seven to three six. I mean, Hawks were fairly down, as you said, but to come back and and win it. I mean. You got to mount an argument, really, that Clarko is in about as good form as yeah, anyone. He's, he's, coaching on the day looked yeah, really good. He's in pretty good form. Uh, I don't know if the news made it uh, your end, but he, uh, he, uh, he did reach out to old Sizzler, see if he could come out of retirement for a couple of weeks. <laughs> that was. I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, he, 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 it was. It's funny when you look back at Hawthorne, who didn't play finals for a long time in Clarkson's first few years there. You thought he only had one game plan, and and since he's been in the system for such a long period of time, he's been able to carve out new plans as the season goes on. And there's been a lot of talk about how good Buckley's done it uh, this year, and, and he definitely has. But I think uh, Clarko has been has taught himself some new tricks as well, and been able to change game plans midway through the game, which I didn't think he had in him for a lot of time. Obviously, his game, game plans that he came in with for many years didn't need changing. He, they just uh, executed no, extremely yeah. well. So um, I think he's going to need a, need a couple come uh, come Thursday next week. Yeah. yeah so. And so, yeah. So Hawks lock in the top four. I mean, that's a massive story in itself. I mean, you know, we we had them outside of the eight. Like that, that's it. We they've basically gone five positions above where I had them. I think that's in itself pretty amazing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I reckon it's taken a lot of people by uh, a bit of shock, and it, it's even to play finals, let alone top four. So playing very. I mean, for a lot of teams, I think going into a final series on the back of six consecutive wins is and, and four of them being um, pretty stiff competition is ideal coming into a finals campaign. I mean, there's a couple yeah. of, there's a handful of teams that probably would want a little bit softer run in just to have fresh legs and whatnot. Oh, ultimately though, I think that's exactly how Clarkson's teams like to go in. So he's uh, it's one of those old heads, I guess a bit like uh, Scotty down in Geelong, just getting the team right, right at the right time. Um, and, and yeah, performing yeah. at their best come finals. So, yeah, see, uh, many one of just uh, four games, which the finals are at the moment, that um, paired a couple of teams that are in, in the best form in the AFL at the moment, which is um, fantastic. The AFL couldn't ask for a better start to the finals, I wouldn't have thought. No, that's it. Well, I think maybe if I ring in a couple of days and we can do a bit of a, a finals preview and chat about a couple of the games. But, I mean, in terms of – so did you see any of the West Coast-Brisbane game? Brisbane made a bit of a run late, but in the end, just, you know, not enough. And they were really accurate. Again, kind of like Brisbane it really told the story of Brisbane yeah. all year because they were accurate, but they just weren't in the game enough. And, you know, the Eagles tapped it out, which I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, look, no, again, Eagles are getting it done away from home, which just adds to their, their strengths now. So they get two guaranteed home finals, which helps them immensely 
then yeah. they probably won't fear getting to, to Melbourne uh, should they need to or get that far. And That's the thing. I reckon, I reckon that's not anywhere near as much of a concern. And, and they're going to get fence back as well, obviously, with you know Kennedy and, and so much coming back in. I still think they're a big danger. I, I really don't think the Richmond's locked in. I, I still see, I haven't kept up with the news heavily, but still see so many people saying it's, you know, Richmond, they're easily going to win. Yeah, I, I think look, West Coast are still a big yeah, danger. Yeah, and on, honestly, uh, the teams that are playing um, at the moment, if GWS gets some injuries back then they're also they're probably the most unlucky team going to the finals just because the injuries they've got but I think on any given day the team that brings their best football can win <coughs> against each other so yeah so at this point you would say on their best day it's a Richmond West Coast Grand Final because West Coast will just stay at home until Grand Final day you would think um yeah. And Richmond will just continue. So, yeah, look, but Melbourne, I mean, when we get to that game, but Melbourne were amazing on the weekend. And if they play anywhere near that, um, they're going to be hard to beat as well. Yeah, let's we'll pivot into that game. I mean, you and I tip Melbourne. I mean, I think you, you led that, though. I, I was sort of thinking GWS, but when I listened to your points last week around it, I mean, Melbourne, from what I didn't get to see much of that game, but I saw a bit of the back end, and Melbourne looked really, really deadly, hey? Oh, yeah. Look, they, they had one thing on their mind and one thing only, and, and that was to put this uh, broken team, this team that's got a heap of injuries to the sword, and they, and they did it in compelling fashion. They, they were ruthless. I haven't seen a ruthless Melbourne team since the... Uh, early 90s so uh very good to to see it's been a while <laughs> yeah um i think there's some there's some creases that need to be ironed out in particular some of the young guns i think petrarca is still trying to play champagne football rather than just sort of straight line football he doesn't need to do too much yeah sort of fancy i think he overthinks it sometimes which you get from a young player but if he just goes back to the basics, uh, he's such a good gut runner. He, he's powerful through the core. He's made for AFL football. I think if he can do that and just sort of minimise some of the little fancy stuff that gets him caught out a bit, then, geez, far out. they've got another another bit of arsenal there to unleash. Well, ironically, a little bit like his mate uh, Ben Simmons just needs to do some of yeah. the basic stuff. A little bit better, and then he's going to dominate yeah, pretty he's... hard. But so obviously injuries injuries hampered GWS. I mean, do you, but you you still reckon that with the quality that's going to come back in, that they're going to be still pretty dangerous? Yeah, um, we'll find out. Look, obviously the, the uh, season on the line first up, so it's it's tough, and they're coming up against a informed Sydney that gets uh, uh, Parker and Franklin back, so. Yeah, uh, if they get past Sydney, they can d- do some da- damage, obviously, because um, that'll be their biggest test. And after that, who knows? But yeah, look, I think it's just going to be t- too too big of a hurdle this year. Which is um, yeah, which is well, it's a shame in a lot of ways. Falling down to seven is not ideal. Under- yeah, understandable when you've lost so many pl- key players and or players period uh, throughout the year. Yeah, well, falling down to seventh isn't ideal either. Yeah, exactly. So, and and oh, so much um, pressure on 
uh, lob to, to the Rucks duties now. And, yeah, even for young young teams that are all elite, like having all of uh, all that extra pressure on each of these sort of five or six players that have been there week in, week out, which is not too many, their bodies are going to have to start to tire. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a, an uphill battle here for them. Uh, but I think every other team yeah. is sort of primed uh, for a very powerful and strong final season uh, series. And I think most of the games should go right down to the wire. How good was Harms for the Dees? Hasn't he just come from nowhere? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, they're starting to um, um, find uh, extra plays here, there, and everywhere, like Sam Wiederman as well. Uh, he... he he looked yep. good occasionally last year, but he looks to have almost uh, kept uh, Jesse Hogan out of that side if he comes back. And then last game, I mean, the, the North uh, Saints game, I mean, at halftime it looked really ugly for the Saints, but they, again, they really only sort of played a, a half match. But good to see North finish off with a win, I thought. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, just add some... some um... Mustered to their pretty good season. I, look, I know we've said it a few times now that the fans are going to be disappointed they missed down on finals because they were in the top eight for so long. But really, this has been an exceptional year for, for North, um, all things considered. Yeah. Obviously, a, a little bit of a downer with with Scotty Thompson um, going back to his old ways and clipping, clipping someone across the head so he won't be around. I saw that, yeah. Uh, so obviously, frustration uh, or whatever came out right near the end of the year for him, and uh, so you you would think he's going to um, not be there for the first couple of weeks. I haven't seen the uh, the the inter- oh, I haven't seen what the penalty was. So been caught up doing other things, but yeah, look, yeah, really good signs for North uh, if they get Pollock and then they've just cleaned out um, their list, uh, get a couple of uh, fresh faces in there, maybe another sort of mid. 20 to late 20 year old to come in and just add a, a, another uh, experienced player. They're going to be, they're going to be right, yeah. right, right there again next year. I think we had what 12 or 13 teams throughout the year that were pretty competitive. I reckon it might be 14 or 15 next year. And the Roos are definitely in that um, equation. A couple of quick things, mate, and then I better get going. And I'm sure you've got stuff to do as well. Just did you see? We just might run through a couple of news items. Did you see the news on Mitch McGovern? He's requested a trade, so that rumor was pretty strong. Did you see that? Oh, which one? The one that he uh, he's he has not going to stay at Adelaide, and he's likely to come to Victoria. Yeah, that's that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you would think now that the season's over for the Crows, the the longer a pen doesn't go to paper and and. Or he doesn't come out and say he recommits because he, he's still got a year on his contract, hasn't he? Um, then it's all likely that he, he he's jumping ship and he'll um, ask Adelaide to um, work out a deal with him to go somewhere. Well, it's not done until it's done, but he's basically formally requested it. So that that was interesting. Was strong for ages and I remember when Sam McClure ran with that maybe five six months yeah. ago he was getting death threats from Crows fans but we, we heard that ages ago I mean it sounded like this was very much on the cards yeah so I mean obviously if it's a, a deal needs to get done Carlton are in the, the prime seat 
Well, they'll, they'll, they'll throw a massive amount of money at him. But, I, again, I, I wouldn't be remotely surprised if Hawthorne were heavily Yeah, the thing it. for Hawthorne, though, is we'd have to give up players. Uh, we don't have a high trade. I think that's what the ace up Carlton's sleeve is. Um, but who knows? It might, might come down to where he wants to play and if it means staying at Adelaide for one extra year before he gets to his ideal club, then... I could still see yeah. that happening as well, a la Bryce Gibbs. The trade that I see, though, is I think Carlton will trade. Well, who knows? They might if, if Adelaide can put a deal together, Mitch McGovern and a second round pick, the, you might see Carlton trade that first round that Adelaide want for Lacocious. Yeah. I, I, I mean... That, that seems pretty possible. Yeah, I don't know what it's like for you at the moment. I'm... I'm cutting in and out a little bit. I'm only saying, hearing sort of every second oh, okay. third word. So I'm trying to put the pieces together and, and knowing what you're saying. No, you're <laughs> right, mate. Oh. Can you hear me now? Yeah, mate. Can you hear now? Just re- really brief one. What did you think of the All-Australian squad? Uh, I think it's missing a couple of people, but ultimately, yeah, the people are in there well-deserving. Um, and the only thing from here now... I, the way it goes, the only disappointment for me when the actual team gets announced is if there's not two Ruckman, the the, the, the selection board have, have got it wrong. But other than that, I think everyone's very well deserving of in that squad at the moment. What about you? What do you think? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, Stratton seems like a bit of a an oversight, but the, the, the obvious one was, yeah, I mean, the, the three for me, Westoff, Coniglio, and, uh, I mean, for me, yeah, I, I would have gone Stratton as well. I'd probably take, yeah, I mean, um, Harris Andrews I'd probably take out. He was really good and I like him. But, you know, with that injury, I know it's harsh, but with that injury, with that hit from um, Jeremy Cameron, he was out for a bit. I mean, I, I don't know. I would have put West off in. I would have just taken a midfielder out and put Coniglio in. I think Lambert's been really good all year, but, you know, there's, there are a few other players I probably would have potentially put in as well, given how many Richmond had. I mean, you could even mount an argument that Neil comes out for from Freo. I know they try to get as many players as they can from multiple clubs. I, mean, I like I like Neil, but I don't know. I, I probably would have potentially take him out and put Knickley Yeah, look, yeah, I must admit, I, I was surprised that Dangerfield got in there. I don't think he's had an All-Australian season over someone like Knickley no. So you wonder... Is it just the name that gets him in? I mean, he has he's had a very good year, but I wouldn't have said all Australian year uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, but I don't, I don't think he makes the team. I think he's in the squad, but I don't think he makes the team. I don't think he's got the numbers, and and there's so many other mids that have have done uh, a much better, have had a much better year than he has. Yeah, that's it. All right, I might let you go, mate. Sounds like the connection's a bit choppy, but why don't I? Why don't I give you a ring in a couple of days, and we can do a bit of a, a final. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Yeah, we done. can um, have a chat and, and go from there. And we'll work out when we uh, record the next episode in the lead up to the finals. Yeah, that's it. I think Santa Monica, where I am next, or definitely in San Francisco in a few days. The the quality of the Wi-Fi should be pretty good. But um, good chatting to you, mate. I'll, um, I'll speak to awesome, you Awesome, mate. Have a good one, and we'll, uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Thanks, mate. Ciao. See you later. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye.
So I don't think Mr. Smith is going anymore. Good. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. That looks like that um, sort of worked. So thanks um, very much for listening. Apologies for a bit better. But um, yeah, that was a bit of fun. Had a bit of a chat with the old mate, Mr. Smith. And um, yeah, we'll do a bit of a finals preview soon. Chat soon. See you guys.